We have to go back! Yo ho everybody and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the uh, 2003 American fantasy swashbuckler comedy Pirates of the Caribbean. The Curse of the Black Pearl. This is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Pirates when I was rewatching it, I only had Michael Bolton's <laughs> voice in my head. <laughs> Two. Could not separate it. Yep. No, I, it's it's impossible. I, this is actually my first time seeing the Pirates of the Caribbean. What? My first time, Grayson. You've never seen this before? I've never seen this before. How's that possible? You love everything Disney. You are correct, sir. I don't know, man. Like, I didn't... Like, I knew it was, like, a movie that was out, but I also didn't, like, particularly care for pirates. Like, I had a friends in high school who were like, oh, man, pirates, this is going to be great. Um, and they just, like, loved, like, they just already legitimately loved pirates. So I was like, oh, well, maybe this just isn't for me. Because, um... Just as a concept, they love it? Yeah, yeah, they just love piracy. It's just their favorite wow. thing. They were big fans of LimeWire and Kazaa. Uh, but I'll stop dating myself. Steal a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess pirates were like the big thing before zombies became the big thing. Yeah, and it's only and it's like solely uh, from like Pirates of the Caribbean because yeah. as we'll get into some of the history, like pirate movies had like not done well for a really long time. It, it, just like as a concept, it, it was like a days of old kind of genre like the western yeah like mutiny on the bounty was really the most famous <laughs> previous yeah uh pirate film yeah we're gonna get into oh, um some history ab about just this movie and the inspirations for this movie uh so let's go back to a land known as the 90s that the time period that happens before 2003. Uh, uh, during the early 90s, uh, Ted Elliott and Terry Rousseau, who are the screenwriters, began to think of a supernatural spin on the pirate genre. Uh, and then Jay Wolpert, he wrote a script based on The Ride in 2001. Um, not The Ride 2001, but The Ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean was a ride that was originally created uh, back in the 60s. Uh, it was the last ride that uh, Walt Disney actually worked on, like, hands-on. Um, and, and they spent, like, $8 million at the time on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And it was just one of the longest-standing rides at Disney World, or land sorry it's like think basically if someone were to be like hey there's a new movie based off of that disney attraction it's a small world like that's basically what they decided to do uh and so in 2001 they wrote the script um based off the ride and but disney didn't know how this movie would play out they were unsure whether or not to release it to theaters or actually make it a direct to dvd uh, or direct-to-video at the time, because it was released on VHS and DVD. It's good to have options. Right. <laughs> and um, and originally, 
Matthew McConaughey was considered for the role of Jack Sparrow. You know what? I don't hate that casting. Right? All right, all right, all right. So, uh, so you have heard of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And if they would have gone direct to video, Christopher Walken or Carrie Elwes would have been their first choice. Oh, Carrie Elwes from um, Princess Bride? Yes. Yeah, and so then the, the script went through a series of revisions, and then Pirates of the Caribbean was born. Uh, they got Jeffrey Bruckheimer to uh, join the project, and he actually has a lot to do with making it as supernatural and like adding the curse um, more like heavily into the plot. The movie almost also didn't happen because... So, Dick Cook uh, has been a strong proponent of adapting Disney rides into film. Uh, but, after the failure of The Country Bears in 2002... Um, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- Michael Eisner almost shut down the production of Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I know the Haunted Mansion movie came out the same year as Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And how many Haunted Mansion movies did they make? Yeah, well... So they really just doubled down on this one concept. They really did. Yeah, they, they did uh, Country Bears, Haunted Mansion, um, and even recently they did, uh, what, Tomorrowland. Oh, Not- yeah, Tomorrowland was a big one. Because I was like, oh, I don't, they never did a Space Mountain one, but Tomorrowland was supposed to satisfy like all of those rides there. Right. Um, they did Aaron Sorkin's Hall of Presidents. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love that one. That was great. Fast talking animatronics. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and so uh, that is how we got Pirates of the Caribbean, and to everyone's surprise, including Disney, it was. A stupid success, uh, with only a budget of a hundred and fifty-six million dollars. I say only. This is back in the day. Um, it made just a humble six hundred and fifty-four million worldwide. Yikes! Yeah, like how you gonna top that? Uh, That's the kind of success where, like, congratulations, everybody that worked on it. This is all you do now. <laughs> right. Exactly. You just make these movies. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And it uh, it made four, uh, four. It has a total of four sequels uh, with the back-to-back sequels, Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, uh, being released in 2006 and 2007. And then On Stranger Tides and recently in theaters, uh, dead men tell no tales, which they say in this movie. They did. It's like, oh, he said it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And so, um, that's kind of the backstory of uh, this movie. We're gonna give you guys some fun facts, just for things in case you didn't know. We did mention that the movie is based off of the ride, uh, at the Disneyland parks. Um, and after the success of the movie, they shut the ride down to update it to the new, like, ride, basically. Or, like, to the new movie, to incorporate the movie. So, 
Yeah. Uh, Jack Sparrow. Now the ride feels like it's based on the movie, basically. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, they made a ride off of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Jack Sparrow and uh, Captain Barboza show up uh, throughout the ride. And I actually did a little bit of research. Uh, A lot of the gags in the movie come from the ride. Like, I saw this. There's this picture of this dog sitting with a set of keys in his mouth. And the pirate's trying to, like, lure him over. I'm like, oh, that's from the ride. That's really cool. Yeah, that's like a classic pick from the ride. Because I remember going on the ride before the movie came out. Ooh. And that's basically what it is. You see these different... I think um, the ride is basically what you see in um, Tortuga. I think is is that the name of that like pirate community, mm-hmm. whatever that pirate community is, um, and uh, yeah, like the women putting their dresses over the heads and then like basically playing peekaboo with the pirates, the dog with the keys. It's like a lot of those little side bits are pulled directly from the ride. Now the ride is mostly inf- it's still a lot of that stuff, but infused with kind of the story of Jack running through all of these different scenes. I haven't confirmed this, but I did hear a rumor that one time Johnny Depp showed up in costume in the ride, and people were like, wow, it looks so much like Johnny Depp, and then it was actually him. Yeah. No, that is true. That is, uh, I was there. Uh, It was great. Uh, (laughs) And you're like, I gotta see this movie. (laughs) I gotta see this. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, it's Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't think this was universal. What's happening? (laughs) Another fun fact is that uh, Jack Sparrow, the role of Jack Sparrow, was written uh, with Hugh Jackman in mind. Uh, And the only reason why Hugh Jackman didn't make it is because he was not as well known to American audiences. So they went with Johnny Depp. They done goofed. They done goofed. I mean, if Hugh Jackman had been cast, it would have really messed up the order of the X-Men movies production would have been really different. Although Hugh Jackman did end up going to play a pirate in pan. Ah, you're right. So he got there eventually, yeah. but it is interesting to think about a Jackman Sparrow uh, universe. Yeah. Because like Jack Sparrow was originally more suave um, and not as comedic of a character. Like, a lot of that has to do with Johnny Depp's, like, interpretation of him, which I think was amazing. So I feel like Hugh Jackman would have made, I think it would have been a different toned movie entirely. Although, Johnny Depp, I read some, like, weird things that he wanted to do with the character. Like, he didn't want Jack Sparrow to have a nose, and he wanted him to have, like, all gold teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah, great. the appearance of it is interesting because, um, you know, that scar that he has on his chin? Yeah. Yeah, the makeup artists were, like, intentionally making it larger and larger as a prank, which <laughs> I had never noticed the scar um, somehow. But then when I was watching it, it was really prominent to me. I was like, oh, it seems, it seems <laughs> really, like, in the way. Um, and I know his appearance does kind of change, too, because eventually he gets, like, a tattoo X on his face and mm-hmm. um, things like that. I mean, so another kind of fun fact is that like that pirate uh, like brand that he had, that P brand, mm-hmm. um, that was actually like a thing. Like that's like a thing that happened 
with from the pirates. East India Trading Company. Yeah, except they yeah. got that on their forehead. It was like on their face. That would have been covered up for him anyway, though, because of his bandana. He's got that Brett Michaels bandana thing going the whole time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Long-time listeners will remember this, um, but this movie is also the first film released under the Walt Disney Pictures banner to be rated a PG-13 movie. Um, originally, Disney had a subsidiary company called Touchstones, which is uh, what they released Roger Rabbit under. So people say, oh yeah, Roger Rabbit is a Disney movie, but Disney's like nowhere on like the branding, uh, unless you like look at the DVD. But like mm. Disney doesn't show up except for like maybe in the credits. But it's just like, oh, Touchstones Pictures is the thing. Because we have a family-friendly uh, kind of image to uphold. And so this was also kind of the beginning of the end of like that kind of department in that banner because after the success of Pirates, it's like, oh, well, we can still print money as Disney and be PG-13? Make it rain. <laughs> and then uh, my little last bit of uh, fun facts for you guys is that the word parlay is said a total of 15 times uh, throughout the movie. Seems high. Yeah. I, I was actually surprised it was that low. <laughs> Uh, I love that joke throughout the movie. Um, and the word pirate and piracy are said a total of 56 times. Mm. Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure the word Caribbean is only said once. <laughs> when they're on the island and he says to Kira Knightley, welcome to the Caribbean. And I was like, that had to be in every trailer. <laughs> yep. And so that is uh, some history and trivia for you guys. Uh, let's go ahead and get into our reactions. Uh, so, Grayson, since this was my first time seeing it, uh, when was mm -hmm. the first time that you actually saw uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? I saw this in theaters, and this movie is very closely tied to my high school experience. Um, it was like smack dab in the middle of high school that this came out. feel like felt like everyone in my high school uh, saw it. And and basically everyone had a Johnny Depp impression. Yep. Um, which is interesting because before this movie, if you had said, do a Johnny Depp impression, people would have been like, uh, I don't know. Hey, I'm Johnny Depp. Um, they maybe would have done Edward Scissorhands. Um, but after this movie, like doing a Jack Sparrow impression became the equivalent of doing... A Johnny Depp impression um, but like everyone at my not everyone at my high school was talking like Johnny Depp everyone every, I went to Johnny Depp high school <laughs> um, but in the theater department at least like pirates was a big thing for us um, and I remember like rival schools would do pirate based musicals because this was so popular like I remember the like the our biggest rival did Pirates of Penzance and like won all the awards just because people loved pirate stuff so much. Wow. Um, and so this movie is very nostalgic for me in that sense. Um, I recently saw it. I probably saw it a, over Christmas break. I think it was because I, I see it pretty frequently. Yet I've only seen the second one once. Don't really remember it. I know it's got Squid Face, Davy Jones. Um, 
And then I saw the third one on a bus with no sound. <laughs> so that's fun. And then I've never seen the Unstranger Tides. Um, and then I don't know about uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Eventually I will see it. Um, but I feel like I need to rewatch all the other ones before I do. I'm... But yeah, this movie... Um, this movie really sparked a lot of conversation uh, in high school, and uh, yeah, this this is pretty equivalent with my my high school theater experience. Yeah, when I was in high school as well, like I knew I knew of Pirates of the Caribbean, but like it was one of those things because, like I've said, like when I missed out on a lot of things as a kid, um, or I should say when I was younger, uh, just because. Uh, if it wasn't a cartoon, uh, <laughs> I probably wasn't watching it. Uh, and so I, I didn't see a ton of live action movies until like maybe my junior, senior year, uh, of high school, um, and things like that. Just cause like, that's also when I just started making and having friends who would like be like, Hey, let's go watch a movie. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I would see them. And in fact, when you mentioned those movies, I remember I actually did see the third Pirates with zero context uh, with my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, I don't get it. Like, I just, I saw it. I was like, I don't get the appeal. I, I don't understand any of this. The, I guess I guess I should just care because they're Pirates. Like, I just... It, it, I noticed that, like, the fantasy genre, like a la Lord of the Rings or, like, The Hobbit, like, or even uh, Harry Potter. Like, those things just on premise alone don't necessarily, like, grab me uh, the way that sci-fi does. Like, sci-fi, I'm like, all right, great, I'm in. Like, somewhat futuristic or space-like kind of premise I can get on board with. But it's, like, the fantasy genre that I'm not just a big fan of. So I think that's the main reason why I missed out on pirates uh mm. but watching this i get it this is like this is great <laughs> yeah like i it was easy to get on board uh with the concept of it i really love jack sparrow uh and i re i just felt like michael bolton and the, the jack sparrow song like hey have you guys seen pirates of the caribbean I'm like oh i mean yeah, yeah sure yeah. it's amazing yeah, they're, they're really good movies yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I was like, no, I get it. He's just like, oh man, and oh, it's it's just fun, like, because it's the first movie of the franchise, so like, and they were the reason why it's called Pirates of the Caribbean: colon, The Curse of the Black uh, Pearl <laughs> is because they were hoping to get a sequel. Originally, it was just gonna be called Pirates of the Caribbean, but they were hoping that it would like at least get one sequel. Uh, but now it's turned into this thing that's. It's Disney's Fast and the Furious, basically. Yeah. No, that's accurate. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I just really, I was really impressed with it and surprised at how long it took me to finally see this movie. Yeah, I'm shocked that you hadn't seen it before. Yeah. And, like, it, it was one of those things where, you know how sometimes your friends can ruin things for you? Constantly. Uh, <laughs> I think it's that because, like, like you said, like there, everyone was doing like a Captain Jack impression, um, assuming that people had already seen it, and just because 
I hadn't. It was just uh, not obnoxious. No, it was obnoxious. There it goes. Okay. And it was just, it happened all the time. And so I was just like, ah, I mean, I guess it's just not for me. Because, like, I'm not sold on this impression of this character to, like. Yeah. Well, sorry, go ahead. No, that I mean, that's pretty much it. I, well, it's just, that's why I didn't do an impression earlier when I was talking about the impressions. Because I had planned to. And I was like, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I got so <laughs> burnt out on it. In the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. and uh, But, I mean, I get it. I mean, he's such a fun character. And I get that people would want to do impressions of him. And, and I felt like prior to actually watching the movie, I was just like, oh, it's just the Captain Jack show. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, but it is, but it isn't. Like, it's. I feel like it's like the first couple of seasons of Family Matters before it became the Urkel show. Um, it was like, <laughs> oh, well, this is... This is like a really cool story about a family and love, and it's in another time period. Oh, this is really great! And pirates, oh, cool! And then, then later on, it's just like waka waka. <laughs> the thing that kind of always strikes me when we rewatch these was just how dark some of the themes are, uh, especially in Tortuga, where it's like, oh, yeah, that is. I don't remember it being like like that. I also didn't remember the part of the curse where they like can't be with a woman. Totally forgot about that. Oh yeah. Which seemed a little inconsistent though when they were like we can't feel the warmth of a woman and then later on they like feel her uh clothes or something and they say they're still warm. I'm like get your story straight. <laughs> You can only feel clothes. No, there wasn't a whole lot that I thought was different. That I was mostly mostly watching it from the perspective of like I know that they're going to make a ton of other movies after this, um, and like how they set up Johnny Depp to be that kind of like leading man. Whereas now he really is like, yeah, he's front and center on the poster and everything, but like it could have very easily shifted slightly to be more Will Turner and Johnny Depp is like the crazy sidekick. Mm -hmm. um, but the, I think it was basically a coin toss of, do we make this about Orlando Bloom or do we make this about Johnny Depp? And I mean, Johnny, like Jack Sparrow is just a much more recognizable character. Like, can you imagine if people were on Hollywood Boulevard dressed as Orlando Bloom from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean? <laughs> No one would have any idea what, what he was. Like, oh, are you from Three Musketeers? They'd be like, yes, but that's not what I was going for. No, guys. I'm Paul, T I'm Paul Turner. Not Paul Turner. <laughs> Paul Turner, real estate. Uh, guys, I think I watched the wrong movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm Will Turner, the blacksmith. <laughs> Just seeing that guy. Like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess. Oh man! You gotta see this guy. He does a spot on Orlando Bloom. <laughs> I'm Will Turner. <laughs> but Disney did a great job at putting those artifacts to Captain Jack Sparrow, to where it could be a replicated uh, character that people could imitate, people could dress up as. You have action figures, all that. Like I went to the Magic Time Machine one time, um, and like I had a Captain Jack waiter. Uh, instead of just being like a pirate waiter, it was very clear he was a Captain Jack Sparrow waiter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just 
uh, a very specific character that it makes sense why they would build a franchise around him. Mm-hmm. And so that's mostly what I was looking for is like, how did they build this to be something that, um, that could be carried on in multiple movies? I think part of that too, is that they jumped into this story after he had already been marooned. He has this history with the pirates. It's mm-hmm. not like we started with welcome aboard, Jack, you're now a pirate. Like, this isn't his origin story. He is a grizzled, he's a veteran pirate. Um, so that gives us the feeling that there are tons of stories that could be explored. Oh, yeah. Because um, I know like the, the newest movie deals with that too, where you actually see young Jack Sparrow and kind of someone he had wronged earlier on and kind of jumps back and forth there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool thing that they did too because I feel like a movie, if that movie were to be made today, which we'll get into later, um, I feel like it would be like, well, here's how pirates work. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, like they don't, they don't. Sometimes they do kind of get a little expositional, but it it made sense with the story because it's just like, listen, they're telling these tales of just like, oh well, I heard that Captain Jack was on an island and he was in the heat with nothing to eat. And he collected a bunch of turtles together. Oh, what do you use for rope? Yeah. <laughs> I just like I was just like, oh, well, this is great. So like we we're kind of in like the world of these folk tales. Just like, oh, that I heard that's a black pearl. It's just like there's there's no real black pearls. Just like you mean you you mean that there's a ship that by night can only be seen. And I'm like, oh wow, no, this is. Like I believe, I believe these tales that they are telling and believing. So I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, the way they built it yeah. up because there's like the tale of Jack Sparrow, and then like what actually happened. He's like, oh no, I, I just kind of traded my way out. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's great. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the idea of pirates in this world was designed around the concept that pirates are like rock stars. Mm. Uh, in this environment and so that's a very rock star type thing is to embellish these stories and kind of live up to the the public perception of it because um, it's able to get him a lot further than the truth yeah because i mean the way i was watching this with my wife and it she she was like oh man like i kind of want them to get that blood <laughs> and uh i thought that uh like I mean, and then like even when the the pirates were like when they were getting the blood from uh, Kira Knightley's character, and they just like cut her hand, she's like, "That's it." It's like, yeah, waste not. I'm just like, oh man, like yeah, the pirates are scary and horrible, and we did just see them massacre that village, but they're like not all that bad. And I thought that was a interesting way how they kind of balanced like the whole. Uh, save the cat with the villains as well. Like almost, like almost everyone was likable, even though mm-hmm. they were just like awful. Which is important when they team up later on and fight bigger, badder villains. Like you can't, you can't be like, hey, I remember when you tried to murder me. Um, not cool. Yeah. Uh, so they have to maintain that level of like, oh, okay, you're you're likable. Yeah, 
Yeah, because yeah, like Jeffrey Rush's character, Barbosa becomes like a main guy in a lot of these movies. Which oh, yeah. is crazy because he died at the end. Spoiler. What? Oh yeah. yeah, and the movie also had an after credits scene. Did you see it? This one? It was like super late. <laughs> I don't rem- I don't remember the after credits scene, but yeah, describe it to me, Ricky, All in right. detail. So the after credits scene, it's it pans up on Barboza dead on the ground and then the chest being lit up. And then uh, Jack the Monkey, yeah, he grabs a coin and then his, or I guess it was it's lit by moonlight because as he picks up the coin, his skin starts to deteriorate, and then he turns around and like hisses at the camera, so the curse got reactivated. Jack the Monkey, yeah. Yeah, I just remember this. That the only thing I remember about the second movie, other than Davy Jones, is the very, very end. So spoilers if you haven't seen the second movie, but I know you haven't seen it. But it's it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Okay, is like they're in a shack in like a a swamp somewhere, <laughs> and Barbosa comes walking down the steps, and like that's the end. And you're like, what? <laughs> You're telling me there's going to be a third movie? <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I don't remember how they justified all of that, but that's the very supernatural feel that they were going for of, like, this is basically a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that line. It's just like, you better start believing in ghost stories, Miss Swan, because you're in one. Ah! <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. they called her Miss Turner. Listen, people, I... I just remembered what her name was. So there. <laughs> yeah. But like Jeffrey Rush is in all of the publicity for the new film. And so I was legit. I had forgotten that he gets stabbed in this one. I was like, wait a minute. But wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I was just overall really impressed with the movie. And I see why Disney's like, oh, we made 600 million dollars um yeah let's do this a time or two again (laughs) and really reinvigorated johnny depp's career Mm -hmm. in a big way yeah yeah before then he he was mainly known for being in cult classic movies basically um at that time yeah i mean he was still big from uh like his team up with tim burton right uh in the 90s like he still had a thriving career but this really like put him over the edge Mm -hmm. as like Um, a more commercial like leading leading main uh yeah because he he was in uh like edward scissorhands fear and loathing in las vegas um both of which are like weren't like blockbuster hits um, like Pirates was, but it, it, it was still like considered like one of those classics where people who are in the know just like, oh, well, this movie. Yeah. I mean, let's just say they weren't making any action figures for what's eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, that's just the saddest action figure set. <laughs> oh. All right, Grayson, we've talked a lot about... uh you know, the recap and our reactions of the movie. I think it's now time for us to go back to the good part. This is the part 
of a show called Head Cannon. Unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Lonely Island's lawyer will be contacting no, you. Oh no. Guys, we're just big fans. We're just big fans. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to dive into headcanon, um, listen to the spot-on singing version to know what this is all about. Uh, but we're going to basically take what the movie gave us and come up with some ideas about how they connect to other things in the world and life. And here's my thing. And this is, like, probably the most compelling piece of headcanon I could come up with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, Grayson, but there is a Zoe Zaldana in this movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, she only appeared in the first movie because she didn't like it. <laughs> she didn't like being on set, <laughs> basically. Uh, she was 23 at the time uh, when she was in Pirates, and she almost quit her acting career. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, just because of the whole above the line, below the line politics on set. But if it wasn't for her sticking it through, she wouldn't have been in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is space pirates, basically. Yeah. So. It's true. Therefore, um, I want to say that pirates happened in that same universe somehow. Hmm. So Guardians is just the distant future from uh, from pirates, mm-hmm. or at the very least, um, some kind of ancestry. Because in you know, in Guardians, Earth exists, you know, um, mm-hmm. and like just in space, there are distant galaxies that have you know more advanced technology. This, that, the other. Um, so if that were to be taking place on Earth, then uh, Gamora's character has some kind of ancestry tying to pirate times. That is consistent with some of the uh, like um, fantasy elements in pirates, that those same kind of monsters would exist in space as well. Mm-hmm. Bringing mm-hmm. fantasy and sci-fi together. I had a really hard time coming up with headcanon for this, um, just because I think, I think it's just because I've, known this story for so long and I watched it at a time where I wasn't thinking of movies as headcanon fodder. Um, And so I was like, yeah, that's what the story is. Uh, So it was really hard for me to be creative about this, but I would like to see, uh, I think it would have been really interesting if there was some kind of twist at the end, like the post credit sequence, maybe um, where you, find out or rather you are like flashing back and forth to that event that they keep describing of uh jack sparrow being on the island the first time and that you like discover that this was all some island fever dream that he had yeah uh it totally would have killed the rest of the franchise because like oh this is a story of a crazy pirate um and his crazy thoughts I guess the the fantasy element could be that like it's actually true, and then it kind of just plays out from there. But the headcanon being like 
these supernatural events that you're seeing are actually the perception of Jack Sparrow. Um, and like he sees them as ghosts because they're like dead to him or whatever. But like he is so mentally far gone that like, yeah, things look like giant squids. And um, he, he basically his brain is just fried from all of the sun and rum that, he sees the world more uh it like uh fantasy basically than reality Mm -hmm. yeah so it'd just be like reframing how you rewatch it of being like if you see anything crazy this is actually just a representation of how jack sparrow is thinking of it Mm -hmm. and that's how his mind works yeah that's really good you actually made me think of something um that I will not apologize for thinking of because you're going to want to wish that you had thought of it. All right. So Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, uh, islands, uh, mythos, ships that have black attached to it, lost island. Mm, The black rock. Yeah. Pearls are like rocks. Yeah. Both made of dirt and pressure. At least that's how I assume rocks are made. Anyway, it's the Lost Island. <laughs> that's that's a bit. It's a big idea. Um, and I mean, that, ABC owned Lost, and uh, Disney owns ABC. Why Can you did... imagine how <laughs> shark jumpy that would have been <laughs> if John Locke's going through the jungle and comes across Johnny Depp? <laughs> That would have been amazing. It would have been the biggest shark jump of the millennium. Oh, man. That's great. No, I love that. That and tying that in further, that it's the same island from Castaway. Hmm. So kind of tying all three together. Um, the, the island that Jack Sparrow got marooned on, basically... It had a weapons cache, right? Also the hatch that later became the hatch. All right. Primitive hatch. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then on, as far as Castaway goes, um, pre-Lost, you know, you have the Dharma Initiative. They've been there since the 80s, right? Um, Or even further. I forget the timelines. But, like, he got marooned there in the 90s. On, like, one part of the island. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't, like, exploring the whole island for as long as he was. But prior to the crash, um, it would make sense that he would just get stuck there until he did get rescued by before they had to move the island again. So it would be, like, Pirates of the South Pacific. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Oceanic. And here's another, I guess, a bit of headcanon. It's not even headcanon. It's just a connection I made. And I said this before. What is Fast and the Furious but land pirates? I've always said that. <laughs> That's right. I forget that I was getting my memories mixed up. You've always said that, Grayson. That's right. That, That's actually, yeah, that was the original title of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> land pirates. It's two land, two pirates. I live my life one ocean at a time. <laughs> that is a pretty big life that you live. Uh, I thought originally uh, 
I thought that there were seven Pirate of the Caribbean movies. Um, mm. One for every sea. I was wrong. That would be a great box set. They're just two away from it. Well, and the advertising for this most recent Pirates movie was The Final Adventure Begins, which makes me think that there's going to be at least another one, mm. probably two more if they're stringing it out. Yeah. Because um, I haven't heard that the next one is the last one, which makes me think that the next one will be second to last. Right. Just to be consistent. So then that will be seven. And so you'd have Pirates of the Caribbean, the Seven Seas. Yeah. And then you'll have yeah. enough Pirates of the Caribbean movies to have a pickup game in basketball. Just to sub in and out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to go into the part of the show where we talk about recasts and remakes. If this movie were to be made today, uh, who would we cast and what would the story be? And we'll say this at the same time. Who we think should play Captain Jack Sparrow. Well, mine is contingent on a different director. Oh, okay. Okay, but you go first. Who, who's your So guy? we'll say the director at the same time. <laughs> then we'll say Jack Sparrow at the same time. Okay. One. One. Two. two three. Three. And Christopher right. Nolan. Oh. No, that'd be great. Yeah, Christopher Nolan is known for just rebooting franchises amazingly. And grittier. Oh, yeah. So now let's do Jack Sparrow. Okay. One, two, three. Crispin Glover. Oh, Crispin Glover. I think this would be the triumphant return of Crispin Glover. Wow. I'm, I I honestly, it's been so long. I have to look up a picture of Crispin Glover. He's George McFly. Ah, Oh, he'd be great. Be- but he plays weird characters consistently. You are correct. Um, Charlie's Angels. Uh, yeah. What was Willard. it? Willard. That is the one. Um, but I think he would do a good job at playing a more like introspective pirate who like doesn't trust people as much anymore. He wouldn't be the kind of Keith Richards rock star Jack Sparrow, but he would be um, uh, probably more tortured, which is why I got Christopher Nolan yeah. on that. He likes that internal tortured backstory. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you seen the uh, Key and Peele sketch, uh, Pirate Shanty? I think so. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's where uh, all these pirates are in this like little saloon, and they're uh, they're singing this song. Um, <laughs> it's like we say yo ho, but we don't say ho, cause ho is disrespectful, yo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love to see a Key and Peel version of Pirates of the Caribbean. I would love it. Here's what would be amazing, and I, it's so ambitious, no one would do it. Um, I would love for them to do just start the series all over, and each movie is done by a different director, and it's just the tales of the Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that, where each movie is just like another chap not not even like a sequential chapter but just like here is one story kind of like what they did with sherlock holmes like sherlock holmes yeah. every story yeah. was like a new story not just like all right well let's see what the next case is um chronologically per se it was just like okay great and today is a new day and the start of a new story um, yeah honestly if they ever recast johnny depp 
uh, as Jack Sparrow, I think they would just make these movies into like Bond films Ooh. where you can recast the main character and just have this adventure. Um, but the first three movies in this are pretty closely connected. Like they have Keira Knightley and Orlando Bloom and Jeffrey Rush. Like it's mostly the same cast, so they feel like a consistent story, especially exploring like um, the the uh, bootstrap bill storyline mm-hmm. as well. But I think it's reached that point to where you could just have these one-offs. Yeah. Yeah. I would love it if in one of the movies – they kind of explore the origin of Captain Jack Sparrow's like, well, maybe that's in the new one, but I would just love for them to see like how he became a captain and how he and, like, cause like, is there like a pirate school? Is that like a thing? <laughs> pirate school? Actually, no, which is why Jerry Seinfeld uh, describes stand-up comedy as a pirate's profession ah. because you just do it and you instantly are that thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because I, I would love to see other captains coming up through the ranks like like him and other people would like become their become their own captains kind of thing. And I would love it if they explore the origin of his rival, uh, Captain Crunch. Make it happen. Yeah. And then just figure out, like, how Captain Jack Sparrow is actually responsible for the Oops All Berry cereal. Because he thought the little yellow rafts were gold. Listen, uh, Hollywood, how's it going? Thanks for listening and subscribing. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. I will be expecting a check in my mail. It's an Aztec breakfast cereal. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Every kernel must be returned to the bowl. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sure they had a Pirates of the Caribbean cereal. I don't know why they haven't already made that the marketing for it. Yeah. It's it's Captain Jack cereal, love. Savvy. And it's just a little cartoon Captain Jack that says savvy while he's just drinking a bottle of rum on the box. Drink savvy flakes. (laughs) Oh, I would love that. <laughs> um, who who would you cast for the uh, the other roles? Uh, probably whoever was popular at the time. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> Good. I don't choice. know what are what are our options? We throw Josh Gad in there. <laughs> we throw some Kristen Wiig in there. Uh, <laughs> I would. Oh, oh man, I would love that. Okay, so th- there are three versions of the cast I would love. Basically, Guardians of the Galaxy cast. In pirates, change nothing. Just cast, just take that cast and roll with it. And Jack the Monkey would actually be voiced by Bradley Cooper. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and he would talk. <laughs> he would talk <laughs> as well. Um, I would love that cast. Um, I would love the cast of what's that other ensemble cast? Oh yeah, I would love Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I just watched that yesterday. No way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ocean's yeah, Eleven. Ocean's Eleven would be good. But with pirates, uh, mm-hmm. I just just get me George Clooney and some guy liner, and we are off to the races. And then my final cast, because I was reminded of Muppet Treasure Island, the Muppets. Oh. They still got them in their back pocket anytime they want, and I think that that would be the logical next step. In fact, I'm not convinced that they aren't already in the new movie but we'll see that the Muppets aren't in the new movie <laughs> hey 
Maybe it's the maybe it's like the after credits. <laughs> I just want the Muppets to be in another movie. <laughs> I don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean on even stranger times. <laughs> oh man. Pirates of the Caribbean five. Oh no, we're on six. Cut that right here. <laughs> Leaving it. Let me, Leaving it in. No, let me start over. Let me start. Pirates of the Caribbean six. Shark jumpers. <laughs> Oh, man. They just pull out all the stuffs. Oh. I think it'd be interesting if they did, uh, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean being horror film. Like, something on the level of Friday the 13th or Ooh. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It wouldn't be part of this. It would just be, like, a pirate supernatural horror film. Yeah. You know it would actually yeah. be great? I mean, mm-hmm. it Similar concept, except just a Netflix original series. I feel like oh, yeah. turning it into a series, like I'm making it an hour long, because the movie is already like two and a half hours long. Yeah, forgot it was that long. Yeah, me too. I mean, I didn't even know uh, what I was getting into. I was like, ah, that's why I didn't watch the after credit sequence. <laughs> I was like, I've seen enough. enough. Time. No, I think the Pirates of the Caribbean like series would be amazing. Because then you can you can travel. Because that that was one thing. The one thing that bothered me in this movie was how quickly everyone swam. Wait, based on the <laughs> editing, like oh no, she went overboard, and then the island is like in the great far distance, and then the next shot is them just landing on shore. I'm just like um no, no thank you. They can't like mm-hmm. that alone. Them not even you. All you need is just one shot of showing them swimming. That's it to show that they actually swam all the way across, and it probably took them a while. Just from I don't know, it's just that was the only thing that bothered me. <laughs> but that being said, I think that there, um, if you make it a series, you kind of get like more time to spend with the characters and like kind of see the degree to which the pirate life is a struggle. Um, like just even them swimming across or trying to figure out how to get to those places, I think would be. Uh, interesting to see in even longer form because that's that's how you make the franchise really live on for longer you just give it episodes yeah i think they could do it on the level of game of thrones Ooh, yeah totally and then recast orlando bloom with michael phelps and get some realistic swimming in here (laughs) absolutely and then it would be great because someone would pirate someone else's HBO Go account, and then it just there you go. It just sells itself. <laughs> that, that's the marketing. Pirates. Like, <laughs> hey, bar- pirate your friends <laughs> uh, HBO Go account. It'll be great. I hope Westworld eventually does pirates. Oh my gosh! Next season of Westworld should totally be pirates. Hey, you liked westerns, then you're gonna love this East Indies world. <laughs> So now we're going to wrap up our review with giving you all our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the first 2003 Pirates of the Caribbean colon The Curse of the Black Pearl? So Pirates of the Caribbean has grown to be this very different thing that kind of like runs itself at this point. Uh, I don't know if it runs itself, but it is very it feels different now than it did back then and i feel like they have different motivations for making the movies now this movie they really needed it to succeed um because they were attaching a beloved park staple 
to the movie, uh, I think they kind of felt the pain of uh, like Haunted Mansion not working out too. And like they, even though they came out at the same time with this one, like Pirates of the Caribbean is like a fan favorite. And if this movie had been terrible, it would have um, kind of put a, a black mark on that ride as well, mm. which would have been oh boy, <laughs> Muppets. Um, and so I I think the heart behind it is there of like we really want this to appeal to the modern audience, um, and so it's built in a way that feels fun, but also feels like it has some high stakes. Like people do get killed in this movie, um, and there's a I wouldn't say it's like a basic storyline because actually like the twist of the ghost is a little like deeper than what you would normally get. But the point of it is that it's very, um, it has heart behind it. Um, it has thought behind it and you can see the, the intention behind designing Jack Sparrow the way that they did, um, because they wanted it to be a certain thing and it has grown to be what they set out to do. But this movie sets that foundation without having any of the other, success behind it to kind of just rely on um so i think for that it feels um like a much uh cleaner movie it feels um it again heart it just has so much heart to it that that's why i would recommend it just because uh, it kind of gets you back to those origins of where the pirate juggernaut began totally agree and it's interesting how you say like it like revive this genre because usually like if like with westerns like or vampires i'll go with vampires uh, so vampires like when vampires and zombies came up like tons of people started making vampire and zombie movies i don't know a single other pirate movie other than pirates of the caribbean that like has been expli- explicitly like about pirates mm-hmm. like pan is like close to it but like that's more about like peter pan than it is about pirates and based on other source material right yeah yeah this is like an original story Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and and so i i just really i the reason i'd recommend the movie um is because um if you like that lonely island song um it's a great place to start um <laughs> and uh i mean more importantly it's just it's such a fun movie um it has a ton for pretty much everyone like i think that it's it's scary uh a lot of the effects uh still hold up pretty well um and i mean this is just 2003 so it's just like two years after episode one i think that like crazy right no 1999 1999 that's right so So it's still it's four years after that and so like but it feels so much more advanced. Absolutely, yeah. The movie still holds up, and a lot of people say that this is the best in the whole franchise, really. And so, yeah. I I think, I mean, I haven't seen the other one, except for one other one out of context, so I'd have to agree. Uh, <laughs> the movie just gives you a lot to enjoy, um, and you really do start to, like, see... The beginnings, like, again, it's always fun to look back and see, like, the first movie that kind of launched, like, this 
thing that became bigger than itself. Like back before it was expected for it to be a thing. Like this is yeah. how they laid everything out up front. And I think that that's really strong. It's a very solid standalone movie that I think is great to watch. And man, the soundtrack. Oh gosh, I love that theme. I think I love the theme more than I love almost anything else outside of the movie because afterwards I'm just like yeah the soundtrack makes the movie yeah the movie also has a ton of awesome practical effects that they do which I'm always such a dork for and uh, and just the stunts like the fights between Jack and all the other people it's just fun it's just fun to watch and it really does blend the line between um, action kind of scary um and comedy so because i was surprised on netflix it's categorized under as a comedy and that's not exactly where i would place this movie um mm. i would place it more under action but like there's a lot of humor to it uh so yeah it, it just it mixes between those genres very well so if you if you want all those things in pirates then you're in luck because this movie exists so that is our review of the 2003 Pirates of the Caribbean movie, colon, Curse of the Black Pearl. Let us know what you remember fondly about uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, in both places, we are at Flashback Flicks. And uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It would really help us out. Search for the podcast on the podcast app find search flashback flicks then find our podcast then leave a review it's a five-step process um and then leave us a review um telling us on a scale of jack to sparrow um <laughs> what, what a strange <laughs> way to rate something um right on a, a scale of one to seven c's oh that's even better i like that you always come up with the better one <laughs> yours is like a mensa test <laughs> it's like You're where too jack kind. equals one and sparrow equals five and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and rewind